As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Highway to the potato chips on the sidewalk. I'm Barbecue Ben. Joining me today is uh, Jacob Maverick <laughs> Chicken Twisties. Jacob. Yeah. If you couldn't tell from my perfect rendition of uh, Kenny Loggins' classic um, Highway to the Danger Zone, um, tonight we're going to be talking about Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun. Um, Almost 40 years. Yeah. Um, I had never seen Top Gun until the night before I saw Top Gun Maverick. Um, I enjoyed Top Gun, the original, quite a bit until there was a weird tacked-on end action scene. And then I was like, it was cool. But then I was like, oh, it just kind of ends there and I just think it kind of lost the potential of the rest of the film. Um, From the outside, I had no idea that Top Gun was like a sports college movie <laughs> and I was loving it I, I thought that was a, like a great angle to take for like telling that kind of story where like it's a, it's not about um, these fighter pilots going to go on a war until it is at the end and like it's about like you know like they're competing to be the best in class and like you know there's like homoerotic locker room fights and like they play volleyball and then Tom Cruise Meets a lady, so you know he's definitely not gay. <laughs> he, he likes women and women only. Yes! <laughs> he doesn't want to kiss Val Kilmer, definitely not. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I, I was enjoying that, and then I feel like, you know, like, I knew that Goose was dead from pop culture osmosis, so yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, I, I got very disappointed that the film. Um, it's, I think, I feel like the climax would have worked better if instead from Tom Cruise has to go to war, it was about Tom Cruise regaining his confidence. And that's what the emotional stakes were to the end of the movie. It didn't, I don't think we needed a battle scene in it, Yeah, but I guess that's what the audience has wanted from, uh, Tony Scott. And they loved yeah. it. The you know, they, I, I bet, I bet they did, but. You know, 35 years in hindsight, um, just uh, I thought the ending was a bit tacked on and pointless. Yeah. Uh, fast forward, oh, what did you think of the original Top Gun? I have no particular affinity for it. I don't, I don't yeah. mind it. Um, it's fun. As you said, it's yeah. like a nice little college, I'm the best in class. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, and... Look, it, it is funny and cheesy, like, it's like, and obviously very homoerotic, like, the first scene when <laughs> Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise are in the same room and they keep on, like, <laughs> looking at each other and they're both, like, looking at each other and, like, yeah. grinning, they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, and I was interested to see Top Gun Maverick because 
obviously I'm sure Tom Cruise, um, his uh, associations with certain groups was very adamant for the sequel to not be, not have the same um, flamboyant flair as the first film. <laughs> and that, that also worried me a little because... Yeah. But, you know, this film, Top Gun Maverick, it's kind of like a... <laughs> wouldn't say Mission Impossible in... Yeah, but it's definitely a lot more of an action film from the outset. Yeah. Even though, like, a lot of it is about teaching students. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Um, I kind of feel the opposite way than I feel of the first film. Oh, yeah. Where I found the school teaching sports college stuff to be a kind of worse version of the first film. And then the end action scene to be one of the most exhilarating action sequences I've seen in years. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, I, I feel like, uh, the film resolved my issues with the tacked on action scene at the end from the outset where the premise of the film is these are graduated Top Gun students who are coming back to train, to train specifically for this one mission. Yeah. So that makes, it, like from the outset, I'm I know that there's a goal which involves combat towards the end of the film, which you know like is a more coherent story to me. Considering the last one at the end literally comes out of nowhere where they get a telegram during their fucking graduation, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's just like oh we got to end the movie, um, and uh. I don't know, I just felt like the the conflict in the teaching scenes was a bit artificial and, you know, like it, it well, you, it's biding its time until the end. Yeah, and yeah. A, a big part of it is, yeah, so there's a mission, Maverick's called back to teach. Yeah. The best of the best. The for best a, of the best. Very dangerous. Oh no, one of them's Goose's son. He's upset that... Uh, Maverick was a bit overprotective of his uh, safety in the military. Yeah. Um, he's played by uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. And I'm going to go a bit of a tangent to get back to Miles Teller. Um, the marketing surrounding this film is that the fighter planes are real. Uh, it's actually the actors in the cockpits doing the stunts. Um, there's, like It's for the most part filmed actual fighter fighter jets um with a few obvious cg things put in just for like you know yeah um you know practical real, it, well, like practical purposes and we're not we're not, not blowing chill. up planes we're not blowing up helicopters it like let's just be real um the marketing surrounding the film is like these actors they learn how to fly the plane um you can see in definite parts that that is true for a lot of the film. I don't know how much of it is true. Getting back to it, I know there's going to be a behind-the-scenes thing that proved me wrong. I do not believe they trusted Miles Teller to fly that plane. <laughs> I, I do not see a <laughs> realm of possibility where an insurance, insurance appraiser was like, you know what? Miles Teller can fly that fighter jet. 
Miles Teller, I like you. You show me B-roll and the Blu-ray behind the scenes where Miles Teller's in a cockpit about to take off and then they cut and there's somebody else taking off. I'm not, I'm never going to believe it's him. I'm never going to believe it's him. (laughs) (laughs) I like Miles Teller. No, I think Miles Teller's a great actor. Yeah. Um, as you said a hundred times, he's like, he's willing to be the punchable arsehole and that's like, he's, he's, Willing to lean into that. He's he's Ansel yeah. Elgort, but as far as I can tell, not a shit of a person. Yeah. <laughs> and also more aware of how punchable his little fucking yeah. seagull face is. <laughs> I, like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, I believe, <laughs> yes. My hot take. Yeah. My hot take. Damien Chazelle made a big mistake with La La Land for firing Miles Teller in the lead role. And giving it to Ryan Gosling instead. Because I think that character, who's an asshole, yeah. an alluring asshole, and but I think that he can't, that would have been a more interesting edge to La La Land. And I think that's what makes him an interesting actor. It's like we ha- you know, for for this one we have to believe he's a fighter pilot. But he's all- <laughs> not for one second. But he he, he- <laughs> He has a chip on his shoulder, and we have to believe he's yeah. a professional whose facade is breaking, yeah. is broken because he's still like, "I hate you, Maverick." I wanted to smack that mustache off his face the entire movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not his fault. He was playing a character, and he played it well. Yeah. Uh, before we get to like the end action scene, um, I, I do think there's a there is good stuff in the uh, the teaching process of the scenes where you know Maverick he comes back to the Top Gun town and he runs into an old flame of his yes and um played by Jennifer Connelly yeah um that's just I'm gonna skip over a couple of things with that for a second yep um he what am I thinking of um during the, his whole courtship of this lady, um, I don't want to spoil the scene, but there's, there's a part where, like, you know, a lot of the time we complain about um, dramatic moments that are undercut with the joke. Mm. Um, there's a great scene involving these two characters that does the complete opposite of that. Um, that involves Tom Cruise jumping out of a window, where it's a funny scene undercut with a moment of drama that I thought was yeah, really brilliantly cool. done. Yeah. And I um I thought, you know what, like they're actually they're being smart with this film. It's not they're like they're not uh they're not playing it for laughs. So like, you know they they actually they understand where drama is needed and I think they did the balance of that pretty well. Yeah. Speaking of which, um I wasn't expecting uh this to be in the film, but I think the cat's out of the bag that like Val Kilmer does make an appearance in the film. Yeah. And it was very tastefully done. And I think, um, I don't know if Val Kilmer does plan on never being in another movie or like he will choose his roles minimally, but, um, as a tribute and a farewell to an actor and an iconic role, I thought it was like, it, yeah. Broke me in that moment when I was watching yeah. it. Yeah, I, I weirdly cried twice in the film. Yeah, one time was Val Kilmer. Yeah, I also cried 
of happiness in the end, which I was not expecting. <laughs> and yeah, and I like and this is coming from someone who like has no particular affinity for the first film. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck am I crying? Yeah. But it, it does it well. It treats its characters yeah. seriously. Like yeah. um you know Maverick is still the, the rule breaker he yeah. he always is. Oh. And um doesn't play by the yeah, rules. Ed Harris is going to slap him on his little bum. But yeah. it's a good thing he's got Iceman there to save him. Exactly. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, buddy, it, it doesn't play his rebelliousness for... Laughs. Know. Like his, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, it takes it seriously, but not too seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, you, yeah. you still find the humor in his, like, not going by the rules thing. Yeah. Whilst, you know, understanding why... I will say, without spoiling, there is a there's a big character flaw in with Maverick's character that I feel like they kind of explained away in a bit of a way that yeah. lets him off the hook a little too much and like yeah. And I, I understand why they did it, but I feel like it would have been a more interesting dynamic to perhaps have the character to be a bit more flawed than he actually is. Yeah, and like they take his flaw and turn it into. He was doing it for the right reason. Yeah, and it. I, I I don't particularly like how they are like undercut. Like I I, I want characters to be asshole sometimes. Like, yeah. um, like Miles Teller. Yeah, and like <laughs> sometimes you're like I, I hate to bring this up. I watched that new Ghostbusters movie. I didn't like it at all. Why did you do what? Uh, look, man, just don't. Just, I'll get out of that. But um. In the film, it takes half steps for Carrie's Carrie Coon's character to just be a dickhead, and I'm like, I wish she was more of a dickhead, and I just want characters to be dickheads in movies. Because dickheads exist, yeah, and they and they're fun to watch, and they can be sympathetic. Yeah. Speaking of dickheads in movies, if you need to hire a hire military asshole, John Hamm is great. Yeah, <laughs> he, exactly. Yeah, he plays that role brilliantly. I don't want to say brilliantly. It's <laughs> not like a performance for the ages, but like. If you need a guy to fill that role, John Hamm's right there. He's, he did pretty good. Um, you, you got much more to say? Um, I think Tom Cruise is just a really good movie star. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing that in the blockbuster blockbuster sphere sort of stands out about this is that you know, like yeah, he's playing Maverick, but you're seeing this. For Tom Cruise in a fighter jet. Yeah. And, you know, I don't... Like, a lot of people will be questioning that. Like, no, I like the first one, but would you be seeing Top Gun Maverick if Tom Cruise wasn't in it? No. I don't think 100% anyone would. no. But also, Tom, Top Gun Maverick wouldn't have been made with real fighter jets in this without, way that's what without I mean. him. So, like, this movie doesn't exist without Tom Cruise. No, exactly. And it feels like a nice, weirdly maturing action star role for him where he's I can't, I think this is the first time in one of these action films where he actively feels like he's getting older than yeah well uh, it's gonna be one of his swan songs he's obviously got the last two Mission Impossibles coming out um, that he's gonna be I think 62 by the time the last one comes out wow. um, so I think he definitely knows that like it, his time is up I don't know, it, it felt like a weird, as you said, almost swung some moment for him as a movie star. Yeah. In an age where movie stars are depleting. Yeah, Mission Impossible 8, I think, is, is going to be the end of 
action star Tom Cruise. And I don't think he's going to stop being a movie star, but I think he's going to try to transition into a more um, Oscar-chasing phase of his yeah, career. Exactly. Yeah. And like... He's going to call up Paul Thomas Anderson and say, hey, look, man. I forgive I know, you for I know you made fun of my religion in your film 10 years ago. I need my Oscar, buddy. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Starts jumping on the ca- yeah. <laughs> on the couch while phone calling him. Yeah. Paul, buddy. Come on. Hey, gimme, gimme, gimme. I watched The Master. You know, I wasn't very happy with it. Okay, speaking of. Yes. N- not including Paul Thomas Anderson. Who is a director you would like to see collaborate with Tom Cruise that you think could herald that new dramatic era for him. Safety bros. I knew you were going to say that, but... Well, like, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah, because they're yeah. insane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't know. I would love... Uh, I, I, I want to go out there. I want to. I want him in something fucking like a... <laughs> like a Cronenberg? No, like a, like a Roy Anderson film, which obviously oh, yeah. is not going to happen. Maybe like a Yorgos Lanthimos not doing a... Yeah. Oscar thing, but you know, it's like Yeah. That could be good. Bong Joon Ho could do something with him, I reckon. After Robert Patterson's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Oh. What? You know, like I think he could be a Batman villain with Matt Reeves. I think he could do it. Maybe. Yeah. Do you remember when he was meant to be everyone thought he was in Doctor Strange 2? Look out of like I'm not like a huge fan of like cameos and like you know like references to like I like movies to be self-contained and you know like if 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 they have to be anything self-referential um I think the idea of them doing another version of Iron Man Tom Cruise almost got the role of Iron Man 15 years ago and they have him as another version of him I think that's a fun enough idea is Tom Cruise going to be a fucking cameo in a Doctor Strange no. movie? People were kidding themselves for that. Exactly. If he's going to do a cameo, it's going to be yeah. something like Tropic Thunder where, yeah. you know, it enhances his star. Yeah. Stardom because it's, oh my God, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And look, also probably because apparently he goes out to movie theaters in disguise because <laughs> he just loves going to the movies so much and doesn't want to be seen. Yeah. I'd like to see... Cruise work with Spielberg again. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Haven't been in something since War of the Worlds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe he's in the semi-autobiographical one. Could you imagine Tom Cruise in a David Lynch movie? Wouldn't I could. That, be, I, I could that, that would be insane. Like, I think you like that. I think they would actually work well, very you, well you, together. You know, like, you got to remember Kubrick, yeah. Stanley Kubrick. I believe Kubrick at some point would have known it was likely going to be his last film. Yeah. And trusted Cruz to lead that last film. Yeah. Yeah. Kubrick would have known how yeah. big he was by the time he died. I mean, what? That was 13 years after Top Gun, yeah. Eyes Wide Shut. So, yeah. like, he was, Tom Cruise was a, has been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. So, fun conversation. Yeah. What will Tom Cruise do after his accident? Another Scorsese after The Color of Money. Is that the only one he did? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, I, I feel like I'm excited to see Tom Cruise. 
I mean, shall I just see him um, drop out of airplanes and ride motorbikes and do car chases in the next two Mission Impossible movies? But um, I'm excited for those two. Um, the trailer for the, the seventh one just came out. And there's a lot of new stuff in it, but there's also... What I've seen in it, it looks like a greatest hits collection of Mission Impossible. Yeah. And that's what I assume the last two are going to be. And I think it's going to be great for that. But I feel like Tom Cruise is definitely on his farewell tour. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, unless yeah. they make a second Edge of Tomorrow, which they've apparently been trying to make for the past. I, I don't think that will go through. It's I, already I, I, been eight that, years. That, that's the thing. I, I thought it wouldn't go through, but then he'll always be like, no, it's, it's happening. Yeah. It's been eight years. That's what I mean, but... Um, like what? I'm still waiting on the the Mummy too. <laughs> Dude, imagine imagine the parallel universe where the Mummy two is it, uh, out and the Dark Universe is honestly out. like if the if the Mummy was a success, we probably wouldn't have got Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, we might have not gone. Yeah, because he would have been five. in his seventh. <laughs> Dark Universe Cinematic Universe movie. I wonder what the big collaborative film was going to be called. Because, like, in the old Universal Monsters... Probably Gods and Monsters. Oh, oh, yeah, you because know, Russell Crowe says it. I know, but that was, that's already the title but of the... Russell Crowe God, says it. But Gods and Monsters is already the title of the James Whale biopic. With Ian McKellen. And a world Fraser. of God and Monsters. Welcome yeah, to pro- a new world of Gods and Maybe they would have just called it The Dark Universe. Wow. Oh, no, that would have been horrible. Like, um, Mummy and Friends. <laughs> Mummy and Friends. Hey, Dr. Frankenstein. Hey, Johnny Depp. I well, like, they, they used to call... Well, the big mashup films were called uh, yeah, House like, of Frankenstein and House of Dracula. Then yeah. Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Yeah. Imagine if it was Key and Peel meets Frankenstein. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, oh no! Speaking of Key and Peel, they have a. I like Key and Peel. They, they have a. But have, the idea that they're the equivalent of Abbott and Costello is just. Is just well, they have yeah. they have the Henry Selleck film this year, Wendell and Wild. Oh. It's his first film since Coraline, I believe. Henry Selleck. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's. Jordan Peele starring in that. Key and Peele, yeah. Oh, well, I don't, when was the last time Jordan Peele acted? He's been in a, a lot of shows, like, I think. He's oh, like okay, Big yeah. Mouth and... <laughs> oh, but, like, you know, like, about I mean, like, appeared on camera. Oh, no, it's a stop motion. Henry Selleck. Stop motion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, I don't think Jordan Peele has been on camera since before Get Out. I'm not sure. He probably has. Just wouldn't really yeah. remember. Last thing I can remember is with Keanu. <laughs> um, the... Key and Peele film. Oh, right, yeah. With the cat, yeah. But that's like 2016, wasn't it? A year before Get Out. Yeah. yeah. But they, they, they wrote that, didn't they? Like, I, th- I thought they did. Did they? Um, looking it up now. Yeah, Jordan Peele and Alex Rubens wrote that. Okay, look. Uh, Jordan, your career's gone up since then. <laughs> hey, Keanu was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy who's yeah. apparently defending Keanu. Okay, yeah. um, if you want to die on that hill, um, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> what we were talking about, um, yeah, I think this is definitely a watch it in the cinema type movie. 
and um, I'm happy that it was made with real actors in planes and Miles Teller on a green screen. Look, we, we've seen a lot of films and media screenings. Yeah. That was the one where an audience of people, I'd say over 40 years old, seemed like that was the most excited I've seen them at a movie. And all the men in The Northman. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, that was yeah. after The Northman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the a lot of people were excited before, yeah. The best part of The yeah. Northman to me, I forgot to mention this podcast, <laughs> was I ran out of The Northman to take piss. <laughs> and I, I sprinted because I didn't want to miss much of the movie, but I really had to go. Then when I was running back, I just saw, like, the most, like, fucking, like, you know, <laughs> like, just the most, like, manly, masculine dude of all time. <laughs> just, like, fucking sprint, like... He was like doing the Tom Cruise like sprint with like the yeah they didn't want to miss anything because yeah, yeah. the movies is the Northman rules. No, but, 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 but I mean like with Top Gun Maverick before yeah. the film, everyone around us were like, "Wow, we're yeah. so excited!" Yeah, there was like a pop. I, I feel like this is probably. I would not be surprised if this is like the biggest film for the fifty to sixty year old demographic in quite some time. Um, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but. For I've been hearing about this potential um, Marvel fatigue for close to eight or nine years by now. I feel like it's finally starting to set in. Oh, and I can't wait! Like I've I honestly feel like it's it's beginning. Well, you did you did watch the uh, She Hulk trailer? No, the the James Gray video. Yes, about why. Only making one type of film is bad. Yeah, drives people away from cinemas. Like yeah. it lessens. You know, you might be capturing. If the studios a ca- mo- lose a little bit of money on a few more artsy out there films, people are going to be more like, "Oh, what's that about? I'll give it a go." And then, like, yeah. not everyone's going to see it. But if you, you create demand for stuff yeah. like that, and James Gray is a genius in that sense. Ad Astra is a masterpiece, and um. Uh, I am fully excited for Armageddon time. I cannot wait. Um, he's a hundred percent right. And it's just hilarious. Every time someone of his, uh, intelligence says something that intelligent and then Marvel fanboys say, Oh, Film buffs don't like good movies. If there were good movies, people would want to go see them. And then fucking, <laughs> I drive past 17 buses a day and they all got fucking plastered with the Halo TV show and a fucking poster for Thor Love and Th- Th- Thunder. You know, like it's... They're just, they're just only releasing that kind of fucking shit. Yeah, obviously Top Gun Maverick is a big legacy sequel and all that. Yeah. But it's like really quite a um i'd say since the mummy <laughs> 2017 especially tom cruise seems adamant on good craft in film with the films he's in yeah you know, like I- i'm sure there might there probably wasn't too much of an overlap between that and fallout but was fallout 2019 or 2018 2018 okay yeah well fallout probably didn't have that much change but it seems like tom cruise is very dedicated to making sure the spectacle of these films a bit, which is why I never really bought the. He's in Doctor Strange because I feel like Tom Cruise would be quietly so against that sort of type of filmmaking, you know? Yeah, well, 
I don't think he's like fully against it. I just think he values himself higher than a cameo. Yeah. Um, uh, and I hope values himself higher than whatever the fuck happened with the mummy 2017. <laughs> like, well, the thing is, is like looking at his choices, people say he's a very good idea of what to pick for himself, but he's also kind of not. Oh. Where like, I feel like he chooses vehicles for himself. Like you look like he's, since 2011, he's done three Mission Impossibles, all of which have been very good. Um, he did Rock of Ages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did that. And then the first Jack Reacher, I think, is a fine, good movie. Um, and then he does Oblivion, which is kind of like... That's okay. Whatever. And then Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, good vehicle for himself. And then Jack Reacher 2. Oh. And then The Mummy. Oh. And then American Made? I haven't seen that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like, didn't I really like, make much of a splash. Yeah. And then Mission Impossible, and then he spent four years with nothing until Top Gun. Well, well to be fair, that to was, be fair, it was yeah, delayed. Delayed and everything. And then the only other two things he's got coming up are the next two Mission Impossible. Hell yeah, bring those on. Yeah. Um, but when we say that Tom Cruise is a, picks good vehicles for himself, there's Mission Impossible, Edge of Tomorrow... And Top Gun, <laughs> you know, like the rest of what he's done has been Jack bad. Is good, huh? Jack Reach is good. Oh yeah, Jack Reach. Edge, Edge of Tomorrow. And I said Edge of Tomorrow, oh, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. Sorry. Jack Reach and Edge of Tomorrow, good. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of what he's done has been bad to fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like, I feel like he's got like not the best batting average compared to everyone else. Like before Mission Mission Impossible Ghost Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Night and day. Oh. Yeah. And then Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. Oh, f- I saw that yeah. in cinemas. Yeah. And then Tropic Thunder, which is a great role for him. And then, look, man, I'm going to say something. This is the film that he did between Mission Impossible 3 and Tropic Thunder. Can you guess what this is? Because I've never heard of this. I'm about to lose my mind. This isn't real. What? Lions for Lands? Shit, no, I remember that. What That's the fuck the Robert, is this? The Robert Redford film. He directed it, right? Robert Redford? Yeah. yeah. And it's him, Robert Redford, Tom Cruise, and Mel Streep, correct? Have you ever heard of Ask the Dust? No. Yeah. Um, I think he only produced it. Oh, okay. Okay. And then... Um, before that, Collateral, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, that's the thing. It's like, everyone talks about Tom Cruise having a pretty high batting average, but I think um, it's dragged higher by Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, yeah, like, it's... He's, um... He's one to look out for when he's directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we've been yeah. wrapping this up. Yeah. Um, Top Gun Maverick. Good movie. We, we stopped talking about it yeah, a while yeah. ago, but good, good movie. movie. Uh, Tom Cruise, good movie star. Tom Cruise, bad religious person. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Australia. <laughs> <laughs>